Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and changemakers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. And this is your host, Maiko Shafrat. In today's episode, I talk to Julia Davy, who is the first fashion designer to deliver 3D printed, recyclable and zero waste clothes. And we'll get into what that exactly means. Using her patented 3D printing techniques, she's received international ovation at the 2018 New York Fashion Week and has launched a new collection. It's great to have you on the show, Julia. Thank you, Micah. Thank you. So you are one of the pioneers in the field of combining sustainability and eco-fashion with 3D printing. And obviously, most people would have heard of 3D printing now. It still seems like it's not really in the mainstream yet, but you kind of got into combining it and you saw that 3D printing could actually solve some of the sustainability issues in the fashion industry. How, how did you discover all this and how, how did you start out? When, when did you find this issue and when did you see that 3D printing could help you solve it? Yes, actually, I, uh, I was excited about opportunities of 3D printing. Because when I started to learn uh, 3D printing, and I started to learn 3D printing because before that, I have I had uh, experimented with um, certified organic fabrics and making active wear with organic fabrics. And I found that the problem with uh, sustainability is not because of the fabrics, it's because of the production. And three years ago, I dived into the learning of 3D printing software and hardware and took each and every course I could find to get uh, the knowledge and skills and <laughs> my apartment was uh, flooded with 3D printers and 3D scanners, different types of filaments and other materials and I uh, bought all books and magazines on 3D printing I could find. But uh, the real practical knowledge and better ideas uh, came via everyday experimentations and uh, hundreds of mistakes. I started to learn and experiment with 3D printing because of several reasons. I was looking for the sustainable, waste-free way of the clothing production and also because as I see the functions of the clothing are changing. That's not about beautification of our appearance anymore. And at the same time, there is uh, almost no clothes uh, in the market that will meet the new needs. Also, I uh, don't like waste of time on non-intellectual, monotonous, repetitive operations and current involvement of uh, millions of low-paid, hard-working women and kids into the clothing uh, production. Uh, so I, I found uh, 3D printing as a possible solution to all these problems. Also, I may say that the traditional clothing industry has uh, terrible logistics. All of, all of this forced me to look for better technology for the clothing industry. For the last decade, I have been working in clean technology and especially a lot within the solar energy industry and working in this new industry and solving challenges every time I was not afraid to meet them again, but in the new industry. Mm -hmm. Great. That's great to see. I think, yeah, probably it's been highlighted again and again, but I mean, it's very clear that the fashion industry is not very sustainable with most fashion companies not even being properly able to track their supply chains. Where does the stuff even come from? Who produces it? Where do the raw materials come from? 
do you envision that the whole fashion industry will shift a bit more towards localized production? Because that's what I think you're getting to, right? And in, in theory, anybody that has one of your printers could print a fashion, right? You know, the first my approach uh, was the <laughs> exactly the same you're speaking about. At first, I uh, saw 3D printing as uh, the solution to localize the clothing production. And it, it has the potential to do, to be developed in that way. But also, if we look closer to the 3D printed fashion market today, we will see that those business models uh, that were based on uh, involvement of individuals and designers, uh, that they failed. And today, the only successful model uh, we can see in the market is the, the model of uh, partnership. Especially look at uh, the case of uh, Adidas and Carbon companies. Uh, Carbon company produced about 100,000 midsoles for, uh, for Adidas sneakers last year. And for, for the coming years, they're going to produce uh, millions of 3D printed midsoles. And the peculiarities in this corporation and this business model is that Carbon doesn't sell their 3D printers. They, they deliver the uh, ready solution to the, uh, the fashion company. And actually, I like this business model because we also have developed our unique solutions. And I understand that we can't uh, simply sell our 3D printers because the technology is not on that level that, that you can just buy a 3D printer to switch it on and um, get a ready piece of clothing. And uh, I'm sure that we will have kind of this uh, ready solution in, uh, in the coming years. Today, it's knowledge, knowledge intensive uh, industry. You need to have the professionals to be able to uh, produce anything <laughs> with 3D printers. Mm -hmm. But people that are interested in 3D printer course, they can be buying them soon from you, right? How, how does it work? Well, if somebody's interested in this, will those be out there soon? Yeah, actually today we have two solutions and we again uh, probably will uh, sustain our business models because our initial uh, solution is a software platform uh, which we are launching in the coming weeks. It's uh, Now it's ready and we are testing it. It permits to customize a piece of clothing. Uh, we, are, uh, we started with uh, skirts and jackets and you can design your piece of clothing, let's say, um, Let's take a skirt. You can um, choose a style. You can choose a length. You can choose pockets. You can regulate your waist. It's easy to do. It's like one to three <laughs> steps and the experience, a new experience for, for a customer. And that is the first customizable and 3D printable and 3D printed skirt and um, a jacket that you can order online and get it in two days when you are in the United States or about two, three weeks when you are abroad. Amazing. I, I saw you sometimes uh, speak about the third age of fashion. Can you explain that maybe in terms of a wider trend? I think you, you published a video where you speak about that. Can you summarize that for us? What's the third age of fashion? Where's the industry moving and how, how are you part of this? Yes, we can start from the very beginning. And I consider that actually today uh, we are on the brink of a new age in fashion. 
a third age created uh, by a new technology. And this technology is 3D printing. And also, of course, uh, we feel how other technologies such as uh, artificial intelligence uh, influencing uh, fashion today and uh, will be influencing even more in the coming years. The, the very first age of fashion was uh, when we were able to make the yard of fabric and the spinning wheel and the hand loom, and uh, it could take hundreds of hours. And uh, in the late 18th century, with the introduction of the first mechanized loom, we uh, switched to the second age of fashion. Uh, actually, at that time, weaving uh, was the first industry that was transformed by the Industrial Revolution, and uh, handcrafts were replaced with factories and production lines. And actually, until now, we... We have this second age of fashion where we have uh, cheap clothes. It's cheap, but at a cost because millions of women and kids trapped in low paid labor in fashion industry and because of other environmental and um, ethical problems of the fashion industry. And in uh, 2010 to 2014, I would say it was like the very beginning of the 3D printed fashion development. Actually, 3D printed fashion started from the collaboration between the fashion designers, architects, and 3D printing companies. And at the very beginning, it was uh, an exploration of new previously impossible shapes. And uh, the dresses were mostly created with hard materials. And a little bit later, uh, let's say from uh, 2014 to 2017, this time frame, uh, I would call uh, the era of romanticism because uh, society widely discussed uh, the opportunities to 3D print shoes and even dresses at home. And people uh, believed in the power of open source and many designers gladly shared their 3D printable files for free. They believed in the honesty of consumers. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, they uh, were expecting to be fairly compensated for their work. But despite thousands of downloads of particular models that you may see on such sites like thingiverse.com, consumers rarely offer tips. And what was even more disappointing that the fact that consumers were stealing the designs for their own commercial benefits. For example, uh, one company, it was XYZ Workshop, they were probably the first who in uh, 2014 uploaded their dress design adapted for being printed with home 3D printers. Of course, the material for 3D printing of that uh, homemade dress was, <laughs> was not flexible. It was like, I would say, semi-flexible. But anyway, uh, could you imagine that uh, another company 3D printed their dress, applied to the fashion awards, and even won it? No surprise that today you will hardly meet the 3D modeling designers working hundreds of hours to upload their 3D printable works for free downloads. So that's why the perception of 3D printed fashion development has changed. Today, I believe in the professional 3D printed clothing manufacturer more than home 3D printed fashion. Makes sense. And you said it's still complicated to really produce and mass produce these clothes, right? Where do you think are we at in terms of these new, more sustainable production techniques that you're using in terms of this being ready for more of a mass market? I mean, if you talk about fashion, obviously, there's a lot of different sub-segments. There's like high fashion, then there's like fast fashion, you know, like uh, there's so many things going on. But 
it seems like a lot of the kind of mass market stuff is moving more and more fast fashion is going on like it's just very cheap to buy clothes and they're being produced under terrible conditions and at the same time it seems like the technology to produce them more sustainably and you know 3d print them etc is not quite there yet right do do you think it's going to take us like another 30 40 years until we have something or like that that's really at scale so that you know most people would be able to buy something and maybe afford it as well you know like actually find these clothes in in, in shops or being able to order them anywhere in the world i can't say anything about cheap clothes like the cheapest segment of clothing mm. maybe we we will come to the regulation that it will be somehow prohibited i hope because it doesn't meet many standards and especially today when we speak about sustainability and ethical questions Mm. and climate change and so on. But speaking about 3D printing in fashion, today uh, we are at the stage when we can achieve acceptable quality, produce the new textile, so-called textile 4.0, replace leather, because uh, what we are doing in our mm. laboratory and in our manufacturing model, <laughs> we produce clothing that reminds, and it, lo uh, it looks like leather, but it's uh, actually it's not leather. It's a TPE material, which is much more sustainable. And uh, the way we use it is uh, much more sustainable. And actually, uh, we, we have the first 3D printed clothes ready to wear. That's what we are doing right now. So I believe that we can see the significant changes in the coming years. Because let's say even um, Adidas is going to produce millions of sneakers with 3D printed midsoles just in one, two years, this year and the, the current mm -hmm. year. So it's a huge breakthrough because for many years we did uh, we haven't uh, had anything in mass production. And we know about uh, many failures with the marketing of uh, 3D printed fashion. And uh, actually, the next stage will be through the printing of the ready-to-wear pieces that will replace, for example, your traditionally made T-shirts easily. We will have a better 3D printing materials, more developed 3D printing technology, faster 3D printing, wider incorporation mm -hmm. of wearable sensors. Actually, I love the idea of 3D printing because it permits you to incorporate wearable sensors into the piece of clothing easily. Mm-hmm. Just print them in, basically. Actually, after that, you may probably know that today is widely discussed opportunity to grow clothes. That will be a mix of bioengineering and 3D printing, mm -hmm. as growing is a more natural process than 3D printing. But it's it is the perspective probably of 30, 40 years. And the nearest perspective is 3D printing of clothing. And you mentioned the problems with mass production. Actually, I don't see this problem now because when uh, the 3D printed factories will be developing, <laughs> the customization is not a problem and the mass produ production is not a problem. We see that last year Adidas produced 100,000 pairs and they used just about 30 3D printers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Today, my, um, I wouldn't say large studio, it permits uh, to uh, produce more than 100 pieces of 3D printed clothing uh, per month. Mm -hmm. And we are expecting our new 3D printed machines. Then they're 
coming in April mm-hmm. and uh, we will be able to uh, 3D print much, much more. Much more than yeah, that. Yeah, much more So it's already being used by big companies, by the likes of Adidas. It's not just a thing in the lab and it's already it's already out there being used. It's, it's amazing to hear. Yeah, so when we speak with the clothes, probably one of the main limitations we had in past, it was the format of the 3D printed machines. Usually it's tiny and <laughs> when you need, uh, when you want to produce, uh, let's say a piece of clothing, you need to 3D print a lot of pieces and then attach them to each other. And so as we work with uh, large format 3D printers, we don't have this problem. When you look at sustainable fashion, I think there's a rise of more and more labels popping up that claim to do sustainable fashion and kind of always have their own interpretation of it. But I think there's a lot more an offer now for anybody looking for fashion to actually buy more sustainable options. How do you think does this compare to what you've developed with 3D printing and maybe focus a bit also on the inefficiencies of the general fashion industry, right? So if I produce sustainable fashion, which is supposedly under fair working conditions, uh, using resources that can grow back, etc. It's still usually a process that requires a long supply chain and that probably will have to throw away or recycle some of the textile that I can't use. Like Talk us through the inefficiencies of the industry and how, how you think what you've developed is different to other sustainable fashion labels. Yeah, actually, actually, the 3D printing process had the potential to be less energy intensive and much less wasteful than existing clothing manufacturer techniques. About uh, one third of all the fabric we make in the traditional clothing industry is thrown away. The cutting process uh, wastes huge amounts of material as uh, patterns are laid out and waste material is discarded. And it's simply an unavoidable part of making clothing from fabric. And in 3D printing, I don't make fabric. The 3D printing process eliminates most cutting and most waste from the clothing making process by eliminating fabric itself because uh, individual parts or whole items of clothing are printed directly. Let's say when I want to uh, 3D print a skirt, I can 3D print it in uh, two parts and just attach them together. And actually, I developed a method for the clothing production on 3D printers that permits us to achieve almost zero waste. Actually, today we have less than 1% of waste in the clothing production. And today I use mainly, I use a TPE filament combined with FDM technology. Also, I experiment a lot with SLA technology and new materials and to achieve results suitable for fashion designs we have re-engineered one of uh, the most advanced 3d printers uh, in the market and finally created our own 3d printer and um, yes actually i find 3d printing the most sustainable way for the clothing production today today we have limitation connected with that we can't let's say, <laughs> 3D print something reminding cotton or silk. But uh, when we look at the podiums and fashion magazines, uh, we will see a lot of materials and ready items uh, that can be created on 3D printers too. Mm-hmm. Amazing. If you think about the next 10 years of your company and of your label, what kind of world are you trying to help create with what you're doing over the next 10 years? The technologies are developing so fast. Even for the last year, 
if I uh, would be able to come back and <laughs> estimated the market, I would say absolutely different things because I couldn't expect that the would be so successful where the large formats were the printers. So I'm very excited about uh, the possibilities and about the future of uh, 3D printing, especially now when I just arrived from the technology conference in Los Angeles and I got acquainted with some very exciting <laughs> new materials. So I believe that in 10 years, uh, the 3D printed fashion industry become a huge industry. At least we will achieve the first billion in sales. And we will see a lot of 3D printed fashion, especially in the footwear production and in the bags and accessories, because for these two segments, there are absolutely no limitations. And just these two industries are huge and they, they have a lot of potential to, to gain huge uh, share of the market. As for the clothing production, I believe that it has a huge potential too. At least at the very first stage, we can replace all the leather production, all the leather clothes in the industry and in the fashion market. And just imagine if, when, not if, when we will be able to print the ready-to-wear pieces of clothing that will remind, which fabric will <laughs> remind cotton or silk then we will be able to, to gain a huge share of the market, which uh, was today more than $804 billion, actually, which is in the market of the clothing for today. So I'm very optimistic about the future of 3D printed clothing. And actually, actually, I believe that uh, so is artificial intelligence today is developing very fast too. There is a social problem, potentially. Because uh, all of these women involved in the fashion industry, they most of them will uh, lose their jobs because uh, workplaces, not because of 3D printing, because of automation and most probably because of artificial intelligence. At the same time, 3D printing, it is probably the only adequate response for today and because it will permit to, to keep some workplaces for the specialists in uh, this industry. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for sharing your vision with us and uh, telling us more about what you're doing right now. I uh, wish you all the best for the next years to come and yeah, hope all works out well for you and for the industry. I think it's amazing to have a pioneer like you on the show. Thank you so much for the interesting questions. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining. Thank you. This was Impact Hustlers. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Fast Forward 2030 and Real Changers. Visit fastforward.com to learn how to include the global goals into your business model and realchangers.com to find talent and careers with impact. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impact hustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.